Welcome to Lawrenceville Reaching New Heights. I'm your host, June Scharf. I'm the Director of Communications for the city, and I'm very happy to share with you this new episode. My guests are Superintendent Donald Jolly and School Board President Ray Freeman. They are here to discuss the bond issue number nine that will be on the ballot in November. This covers the construction of some new schools. They're going to give you all the details and explain what's at stake here, why this is important, what's going on with the schools these days, and really why this is necessary, what it's going to cost you, everything. It's all here. So please uh, sit back um, and I hope you learn something and come away with a better understanding of bond issue number nine. I'd like to welcome to Warrensville Reaching New Heights podcast, uh, Superintendent Donald Jolly and School Board President Ray Friedman. Happy to have you both here. Thank you. This is a a critical time. There is a levy coming up on the November ballot and we would like to see this pass. This will make a huge difference for the school system and I think um, the place to start is number one to clarify that this affects Highland Hills and North Randall as well as Warrensville Heights. And I think uh, one thing that people really want to know right off the bat is how much is this going to cost them? And according to um, my research and what you put out there, it's going to be $20.41 a month per $100,000 of uh, the value of your home. If you own a $50,000 home, it's 10 bucks and let's say 20 cents a month. Uh, But what I'd like to know is over what period of time does that cost increase stay in effect? Yes, so it's over a 36-year period. 36 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, why don't, uh, uh, Superintendent Jolly, why don't you start uh, by telling me how this came about, why, why we're here having oh. this conversation? Well, this came about, um, it's been in the works for a very long time. Um, I think since Mayor Sellers became mayor, he's been very adamant about the school's improvement and also looking at our facilities. Um, me and Ray are both graduates of Warrensville High City Schools along with the mayor. And uh, the schools are the same as they were when we went to the schools. You know, they haven't been updated. When did you graduate? I graduated in 1991. Mr. Freeman? I graduated in 1981. Okay. So, so we um, have extensive history here, um, but the schools, um, the facilities have always has been a concern and when I started in 2015 we were approached by the Ohio Facilities Commission about possibly partnering with them to build new schools what set off their alarm why did they well they have or they're they are aware of the condition of buildings throughout the state of Ohio and they offer uh, assistance for school districts to help them build new schools so um, prior to my arrival they had approached our district on I think eight different occasions and on each occasion, um, due to economics or so forth, um, the district was not ready to move forward. So in 2015, uh, when I came, um, they kind of gave us a last chance. They said, listen, mm-hmm. we might not have funding moving forward, and it, we advise you to move forward now while we can still uh, fund the, the building. So at the time, the, the board um, approved um moving forward in the process so at that time we moved forward in the process the board approved the master plan and from that master plan um we're here um well, took us about two years to get here but we're here 
So that master plan secured the um, $12.4 million that their, the state is contributing. Well, actually, it, it, it secured $20 million. Um, our commitment to move forward on our pre k to 5, the state is putting in, I think, $8.2 million on our pre k to 5 that's already funded. And um, that commitment allowed us to continue in the process with, with the state. So once the board committed to moving forward, then we became actively involved with the state in trying to secure first our office or what we will do at our current buildings, coming up with a plan, and then from there trying to find funding for to, to fund the building other facilities. Okay, so let's just um, break this down. There is a phase one and a phase two. Yeah, and I can touch base on that. With phase one, it was actually a pre-K to fifth grade school. And then in phase two, what we're coming to the actual voters and the homeowners is the phase two is a, a middle school and high school. So it's grade six to 12 on phase two. And how we came about, and Superintendent Jolly mentioned this, um, through the Ohio Facilities Construction Commission, they came to our district and told us that, you know, we were due on their list to possibly be um, co-funded with a project. So at that time in 2015, they reviewed all of the buildings in the district and they wanted to see what um, actual um, actual life of the buildings were. So they rated each building. They gave uh, our district a rating of each building. And there was only one building that they would have kept, and that would be our high school. So the other buildings, they uh, suggested that we should replace or try to do some type of work to uh, restructure those buildings because they weren't suitable for educational purposes. So that's how we came up with phase one. I do want to correct them on the mm -hmm. high school. They did say the high school should be demolished also. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. okay, we're going to get to that. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm trying to um, stay in phase one now, just for clar clarity. Mm -hmm. Phase one will eliminate Randallwood School. And on, beside, on that property, on Clarkwood, is the library, which is coming down. Correct. And that's the property that this new school will be built on. Phase one. Phase one. Correct. Okay. And when is when is Randallwood coming down? Do we know? So uh, currently they're fencing it off at this time. We anticipate it should be done by November 1st. Okay. That's our goal. Okay. And then construction will begin? In the spring. Spring, spring. of 2019 is okay. what's um, that's projected. Exciting. Yes. Yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah. Can you tell me any special features the school is going to have? Oh well, yeah. This the school will have a. Um, it's going to have a competition gym in the school. Um, it's going to have a courtyard in the middle for our students to have outdoor um, pl play. It's going to have um, in the front. We have um, wetlands, and it'll have an outdoor um, education area in the wetlands. It, it'll also have additional space for our anticipated new students coming to the district. Uh, we put extra money in to make sure our cafeteria is state-of-the-art. Uh, so it, it's going to be exciting. Also, one of the important um, places in there, there will be a community room along with the laundromat. Um, so we will have a laundry room inside of here with a community room so, so that our community can um, use the space, but also for any students or even community members who might need to launch or close or something, we have that space available for them also. Okay, that's very exciting. Mm -hmm. But that's paid for. I'm glad. Okay, we got that covered. Let's talk about what needs funding. So these these schools, um, we know are at least 60 years old. Mm -hmm. Some of 63, right in that range. That's old. Mm -hmm. How does that compare to other schools like Maple, you know, in the in the area? 
So Maple currently has all brand new schools. Brand I mean, new schools. They, they did a facilities plan in the mid two thousands, which replaced all their. Did they new have schools. a bond issue? They did have a bond and issue, and they passed it first they, time. First time. Okay. Um, Cleveland um, and the southeast side of Cleveland has all brand new schools, culminating with a new John F. Kennedy High School that they're breaking ground on October eleventh. Um, Cleveland Heights are in the process of all new schools, a new $110 million beautiful, high school. Beautiful, beautiful redevelopment. Uh, and they're going to redevelop their middle schools now, so that's the process now. We also look at um, Solon, brand new schools. I mean, relatively new, 2000, um, and so forth. Um, Euclid, another school district, brand okay. new schools. Okay. So um, a lot of our schools in connecting areas, I know Orange had um, some type of new facility or Facility updated orange. I know Beachwood is trying to build new schools at this point. Okay, uh, so to be competitive, we, this this needs to happen. It needs to happen immediately. I mean, because if a family's looking at Maple or Cleveland or Cleveland Heights, and you know the houses are similar, and they look at the schools, there's no comparison. Looking at our schools and their schools. Um, yeah, and your home value value is connected to your schools. Directly. It makes it a more one hundred percent. You know, more desirable community. Um, Okay, so um, when, uh, let's see, so four, you said that four schools are, are coming down. John Dewey, Eastwood, uh, Warrensville Middle School, and Westwood through this bond levy. Yes, ma'am. If it, if it passes. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a lot of work. And then the, tell me how this will happen. The, the new high school will be built on the football field, and while that's going on, it will not disrupt education because they can stay in the high school in the middle school so I, I got that much but my next question is then where's the new football field you want to answer that I'll yeah but the football field is projected and the proposals when we look at the um, plan of it will be um, actually showcased off of Warrensville Center Road so where our actual front entrance of our middle school that's where the football field will stand and that front entrance right there on Warrensville Center Road so uh, we're gonna push it back so, like you said, the beginning part will be on the football field. We won't interrupt the high school and its um, actual educational day-to-day -day operations or the middle school. So they're going to start actual production once the bond passes. And I'm very positive about the bond passing is that the front will be right there on Northfield, um, Northfield Road. And then we're going to move the um, actual facility. And it would just not be a football field. It's going to have track. It's going to have baseball. It's going to have many other elements that we do with our um, athletic events will be pushed back to Warrensville Center Road. So we're going to move it back. Okay, but while the construction is on the football field, what do they use? Oh, for football? Yeah. Well, oh, we'll yeah. partner with one of our neighboring uh, communities. It would take uh, about two years, and then uh, Superintendent Jolly will actually engage in a partnership. And we did the same thing when uh, Cleveland Heights was building their school. Mm -hmm. They used our facilities, so it'll really? be one of the surrounding districts, correct? Right, yeah. Cleveland Heights used our, our facilities for swimming and basketball when they were building their new school. Nice. And they, when they built their school, they didn't touch the football field, so they were able to play football at Cleveland Heights High School. So we have, we have good relationships with Cleveland Heights and Bedford. Mm -hmm. um, and Bedford just bought the old Chanel building. So that's, they have more facilities available that's possible we could use um, okay. during this period. So kids are covered. Yes, ma'am. Um, and then timeline, um, the first phase with the elementary school, uh, that's to be completed by 2020. Yes. And then this is right on its heels. Phase two is scheduled for 2021. Yes, ma'am. 2021. Yep, 2021. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, uh, so 
what else can you tell me about the value that this will bring or in terms of the high school, how, what the improvements are going to look like? No, go ahead, Arkansas. Yeah, I can. Um, one thing about new schools, and um, me and Mr. Jolly reviewed studies on nationally that a new actual school building attracts more homeowners, it attracts more students because they want to come to something new. Um, with the actual um, uh, production of Amazon coming to um, actually North Randall, but it's part of the Tri-City um, area, which includes Warrensville Heights, North Randall, and Highland Hills, it's going to be very attractive to have a brand new building sitting on Northfield where you have a um, pre-K to 5 on one side of the road, and on the other side you'll have the front entrance of the uh, middle and high school on the other side. So we try to have a campus feel, but it's gonna bring a lot of actual um, partnerships with different companies. Uh, we have South University, we have Tri-C uh, Colleges. So uh, they've been in contact with Superintendent Jolly and uh, even with the mayors of the three different uh, Tri-Cities. And it's, it's a good time to do it because we sit on a, um, actual, um, we sit on 480 and we sit on 271. So the area that we're attached to it's very viable that people will come to our district, and uh, we look forward to it. I mean, it's going to be the place to be as Warrensville Hikes, and we're very proud of what we're doing and what we're accomplishing in the classroom and outside the classroom. We should add that um, the, the school board is also going to have its offices on mm -hmm. this new campus, and the central office will be there. Right. Uh, we are looking at a renovated auditorium. We have a partnership with Caramel House at this point. Mm -hmm. And we just look to expand those arts programs in our new renovated auditorium. Um, also looking at um, our outdoor facility and how we can create amenities for the community to participate in. So we'll be working closely with the city of Warrensville to figure out, do we put an outdoor pool there? Do we put some gazebos for people to do picnics. And those are the type of things that we're looking at doing. And even sprinkler system maybe in the summertime for the children, you know. Um, when we grew up, me and uh, Superintendent Jolly and Mayor Sellers, we've always had a pool. So that pool will outdoor be- Outdoor pool. Outdoor pool. Mm -hmm. So that no longer will be there. And uh, we're looking at possibly putting a, um, the competition gym in that area where it's always been a pool. So um, we need something for the children to be engaged in the summer months when they're off from uh, the actual school season. So. Okay, let's talk about enrollment figures. They're going up. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, a lot. Good. Can you quantify that? How much year over uh, We're up about 300 um, students since 2015. Wow. Mm -hmm. So they came. I mean, we, we have the students that live in our community uh, that we're going to charter schools. But as we improve our our academics and our school district, our, they're coming back. So that I attribute a lot of that to our increased enrollment. Um, all right, let's speak to um, the recent report card that came out, mm -hmm. which we passed. Mm -hmm. Correct. But what, what do you want to say about that going forward? I'm going to let Superintendent Jelly handle it. Well, I think... Um, and we can talk about the history of the district. We can go over a 20-year period where our district definitely was in decline for various reasons, um, no fault of anyone's. But I believe that we are on the uptick. Um, we were, as um, people in the community know, we were subject to a law, House Bill 70, which stated that if a school receives three consecutive L's, that the school district could be taken over by the state. Um, and some of our peers that we work closely with or have undergone that um, law, 
But I, I believe our school district is transformed to become a 21st century school district, 22nd century school district that attends to the needs of our children. We have children with unique needs, um, but we have children with um, unlimited potential. So meeting the needs of where students are and then helping them reach their unlimited potential is the goal of our district. So we do that by um, reinforcing the basics, the foundations that all children need is to learn how to read, write, add, subtract. Uh, but one of the most crucial things is to think critically. And I think that is what uh, we are striving for. And as we teach them to think critically, we don't have to worry about any test scores because they're gonna pass the test because they're using their mind and able to use their knowledge in various different uh, mediums to be successful. So our district has made investments, significant investments in technology. Even though we have old buildings, we significant investment in technology. All our high school students have laptop computers. Every kid in our district has access to computers on a daily basis. We've turned over our staff, um, teaching staff, 60% of our teaching staff have turned over. Our, our principal staff has turned over 100%. So we have, in my opinion, the best and brightest educators in our district that will continue to push our scholars um, to higher levels, which then will continue to improve our grade. So currently we stand at a D. We anticipate we should be a C or higher next year, and we'll continue this progress every year. Well, I'd, I'd like to think that also the passage of the levy will certainly energize and excite everybody about education mm -hmm. here. Yes, uh, we hope so. Because mm -hmm. um, we, we're fighting a lot of you know, you know, when you have a, a history of, um, I want to say failure, but just a history of not being successful, mm -hmm. um, you still fight it, and we're fighting it on a daily basis. So we want our best and brightest parents to trust us with their children. So I appreciate you owning that mm -hmm. and being transparent about it. But I also want to congratulate you on the excellent schools that this latest class of graduates is attending right now. In the latest uh, issue of the city's newsletter, um, the, the um, college destinations are listed, and it's a very impressive list, and people can access that on the city's website. Um, the, news, the newsletter is um, online, and it's also in all the buildings, the YMCA, the library. I highly recommend people check out where your scholars are going they're solid schools and that's what they need to help advance their futures and their careers and one and one thing the superintendent jolly did since he um came to our district and it helps our scholars is that we have so many programs you have to have outlets for our scholars and i think uh with superintendent jolly's toolage and his leadership it brought that in there so we, we focus on college and we want all of our scholars to go but we have other avenues for our scholars to participate like our um, our firefighter academy, we have uh, inspiring doctors academy with uh, Ohio University. So bringing that together and gaining a partnership with South University Tri C, like I had mentioned earlier, it helps with giving that scholar a full gamut of what their options could be. And I think that's what makes uh, Warrensville Hikes unique. And we are the friendly city, and we take that mantra just for our schools. I mean, we want the parents to be engaged. We we want them to come out to um, any type of event we're having. 
Um, at our rec center, we have what is called the Tiger Roar. So if you're over 65 years old, you get a free pass to all of our athletic events. You just have to come to the recreation and um, just show them an ID. They'll fill out a card, and that card is good for the one school year that you don't have to pay any funds. I mean, any fee to get into one of our games, and that's normally like 5 or $6 you save. So we're just trying to make it inclusive, like everybody's part of this, because when we were raised in this community, that's how it was for us. We had other people that helped uh, me and Superintendent Jolly and Mayor Sellers, so that's what we're trying to do now that um, we have um, positions that we're in charge. So. Now I want to speak on career and vocational education because we um, have a strong emphasis on that. And since we've been here, we've expanded our outreach to um, Bedford and Maple Heights. So a student in our district can attend any career vocational program that Bedford, Cleveland Heights, Maple Heights, Shaker have. So that opens up more opportunities on uh, classes such as career, I'm, I'm sorry, auto body, uh, pharmacy tech, they can do uh, cosmetology. They can do carpentry. And we're trying to get our kids actively engaged in that. Also, we have a great partnership with Tracy. So we have an early college program. Probably we have about 50 kids enrolled in our early college program. Those are our sophomores and freshmen. They're going uh, to Tracy to take classes. To take classes. Yes. As a freshman, actually, Tracy comes to us and teaches our fre teaches um, English 101 and English 102 at Warrensburg High School. And then we send them over to Tri-C as sophomores. So they had the opportunity to earn their um, associate's degree in high school. And that was the recently um, started program. We also have... And they're uh, getting those classes for free. For free. Essentially. Yep. That's, that's an amazing opportunity. Mm -hmm. It is. It's a great opportunity for our students. I'm sorry. Nope. No, that's it. But it's a great opportunity. Because a lot of our scholars, um, June, is actually um, coming out of our high school with an associate degree. And it's something that they already have a year or two upon their um, actual um, classmates that go to other surrounding school districts. They have an associate degree when they um, get their diploma and walk across the stage in May of whatever year. So it helps them tremendously. Excellent. Well, I think this makes a very strong case for the passage of the levy. And, you know, everyone needs to register, make sure they vote. You can vote by mail. If you can, if you can take care of that ahead of time, it's a great way to vote. Um, but it is important to vote. Yes, because the deadline is October the 9th of this year. You want to uh, make sure that you fill out your form if you're not a, a registered voter. Uh, you can start early vo voting as early as uh, October the 10th. And I'm also the president of Tri-City Democratic Club, so <laughs> I know those figures. But, yeah. Right, right. Okay. Well, I want to thank you very much for appearing on the podcast and sharing all this valuable information. And I hope everybody gets out and supports the levy. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right.